Hello and welcome to the Unofficial Controller Podcast, your weekly gaming podcast, episode 22. Games based on the big screen. With me, George, and as always, joined by Tom, Steven Spielberg, to my Stephen from the off-license. Tom, rapidly doing your homework on the school bus, I see. Oh, he's caught me out. <laughs> That's shameful, isn't it? I'm there adjusting script notes and uh, through the very good script that you have written. I must admit. James, the work experience boy, writes the scripts now. Does he? Yeah, I just... You're sit. above that now, aren't yeah, you? Yeah. Really? Well, yeah. we were talking about saving Ponsonbury's money, but we know how to spend We've it. We've managed to water. keep him on, though, haven't we? We've had the funding for him. Just. We were going to break the news that he was sacked, but he has taken a massive pay cut. He wasn't paid in the first place, so a pay cut's... Oh, I, I dropped him a few quid, you know, like, I don't know, like you get washing up money at the pub or something, that sort of That's level. very generous of you. It is. So you take the only wage from the show. And, and then I, I you give it out between me and him. Sounds a bit harsh for you, I suppose. One would imagine that. Yeah, the man who does all the work. Anyway, really. listen, Moving on. Tom, let's not waste any more time on this. We need to mount not only a thank you, because the unofficial controller army drew two. And Especially the commando unit. The commando unit. The dirty dozen, as we mm. like to call them. You know there who you are? There might be more, there might be less, but let's not let... Uh, a name getting in the way of a good story, Tom, right? Yeah. The unofficial controller dirty dozen, you know who you are. The ones who go out there sharing bios, the whole bag of tricks. I'm sure we'll get to your names in the feature and in the listener stingray. In fact, we can't name you because you're a stealth tactical deployed unit. You know who you are. You will be revealed with artwork over the coming months, I suppose. Maybe years. <laughs> you are making uh, promises again Tom if, <laughs> if ever we do a t-shirt range one of them has to be making promises Ryan checks my book anyway cash. Lord Ponsonbury is for the next four weeks above us in a tennis umpire chair looking over the BBC recording studio in the unofficial controller bunker the abandoned nuclear bunker that we live in in the village of Farmerton bringing it home and we are under duress here, aren't we? We live and die. Every sentence we utter gets a thumbs up or a thumbs down. It's a very strange way to lead one's life, always looking for the... He has got a wrist support on that, I feel like, because he doesn't have to do it so much. Right, see, it's normally down, so gravity's assisting him, so, you know, he should be okay. I think it's the pull against gravity to hoist himself back up to yeah. the up position that causes him some strain. So we need... For the next four weeks, listeners, we're going to do this begging preamble before we get to the preamble for the preamble before we get to the preamble. But stick with us. So once again, the unofficial controller commando unit went out there, delivered a stealth tactical blow, and it got us to 18th in the charts. Thank you. We'll put up some evidence of that in the uh, Story. Instagram stories. Yeah. I'm sure we will. And that will be, you know, there for you all to see. But we think we can go higher. The silent but violent members of the listener community that are out there listening to the show, we need you to come forth. Yep. Do the shares. Join the tactical, elite tactical unit. So you need to like, review, um, and just comment where you can. Give us any feedback. Questions at unofficial Tom, as always, because of the feedback he got for getting a little bit sort of jolly on Suntory whiskey, he hasn't been sober since. And he's rolled into this episode looking like George Best <laughs> moments before he shuffled off the mortal coil. Um, <laughs> I think that slurring has become his new default, and this is where the show's at. He's gone full diva on us. Tom, 
you know, we've probably not done a very effective begging section there, so we must ask everyone to, where they find the podcast, like and subscribe, get all their friends to do the same. That's how we're going to rise the charts. There's even more of you this week. We're going to do a stealth release on a Tuesday, so you're all going to get absolutely excited and drop your pants in a good one and get it downloaded ASAP, get it wide straight into your ears. Yeah. It's a pleasantly genre-defining, uh, genre-spanning episode, movies. It is, yeah, covering uh, all formats. Even Uncle Brian, that's never played a game in his life, probably going to think, you know what, Archer's about video games. I'm into that. <laughs> so, Tom... To the uninitiated that join us here for the first time, if they've managed to put up with that rather interesting begging section where we talk about someone sitting above us in a chair, judging our every moment, deciding whether the show can continue second by second, how is the show going to continue? Uh, so we're going to start off with uh, what we've been playing. I ask you, you ask me. Nice. Uh, and then we go straight into the news where Ooh. we bring a, a sort of brief roundup of our favourite stories of the week or what, the ones we Where have we scoured? The darkest regions of the internet, as always. <laughs> uh, then, and then we move then we? into the feature, uh, which is like the main part of the show, meat and veg. Uh, then on to the listener stingray, mm. uh, which we know a lot of you fast forward to. No, they don't anymore. They don't. Oscat was very strong. He said, no, you know, don't say that because I listened to the whole show, damn you. I'm... Fair enough. We'll not say that anymore. No, we've we've collared them, haven't we? We caught them in the act, and then like now hair... listen. Carry on. Like Hair Crowther checking rabbit snares in the woods. <laughs> he caught a cheeky Oscat with his head in a listener's stingray. He I'm didn't really... tap him round the back of the head. He just let him go. Yeah. And Oscat's learnt now. We don't go through the sneaky trip, right? <laughs> He goes around the long way. I'm really happy you've allowed me, Hair Crowd. There's some more sort of backstory and lore. Someone's got to <laughs> All our characters going to have lore. There's going to be like people writing graphic novels about <laughs> Calm That's down. not canon. Calm down. Because once the feature's completed and we've done listening to Stingray, before you disrespect the big man, what happens then? Uh, we get the new releases, which is AKA Stingray's Boot. Why would the hell? Would people listen to a third-rate Hokey Pokey podcast? They call their new releases Stingray's Boot. Why is that? Well, for new listeners, because we have got some, and we should always make sure they're aware of what this is, Stingray's Boot is based on a fictional character who... No, no. It's based on a real character. Sorry, he is is based on a real character which we've turned into a fictional character. Yes. I am slipping up like a greased monkey this week. You've got... 400-page tome of character lore that you talk about. <laughs> you've not read a single page of the dribble you've written. Um, so he used to be a, a VHS... Uh, he used to do VHS copies of the films that were out at that time and some smaller ones as well, sort of lesser-known TV children's favourites, and he would come round the local villages uh, renting them out, out of the boot of his car. What What else did he sell? He also sold knock-off nappies, uh, a few blue movies, I, I so I've heard in later years, because I was a child at the time. Right. Uh, and I think he did the odd uh, video game as well. Okay. And then once Stingray's exited, uh, silently, because we don't have the budget for a sound effect for that, <laughs> um, what happens then? And then we move on to um, what, are we, what are we hoping to play? Well, then, Tom, re- the re- coming week. re-rewind all the way to the top what you've been playing. Astral Chain, uh, the new title from Platinum Games on Nintendo Switch. It's an exclusive to that console. It's a third-person action game. 
they've done a lot of good stuff. Bayonetta, Wonderful 101, uh, that Metal Gear Rising game, the mm. Turtles Mutants in Manhattan, yeah. which you've recently picked up. Yeah. It looks pretty good, that. Um, mm. It didn't review well, but I've heard it's actually quite enjoyable. Uh, their games are very action-heavy titles, but this time they do seem to have gone the extra mile and added in more detail. So you play as a, a police officer in a futuristic tax, task force. Uh, you have control of these legions that you're linked to with this chain, hence the astral chain title of the game. And uh, you can control them as well as control your own character and they fight with you like side by side. Um, there's five different legions... Uh, I haven't got all of them yet. What's the gameplay loop? So, oh, you'll like this. So there's a detective element of the game as well, similar to uh, one of your favourites, L.A. Noya. Don't dare. Like, how, in what, <laughs> other than it's detective, how does it? how is it even close to the, the masterpiece that is L.A. Noya? Oh, I just like the detective element. Like, you go to a scene, you investigate, you ask oh, around. You do. Yeah, you go to a scene, you investigate. So you go around asking questions to certain people and that will highlight red in the text box. And they're talking as well. Um, so then you build up all this case and then hopefully that leads to finding the result of the crime, whatever it may be. So that's part of the gameplay loop. And then sometimes you go through to this other astral plane dimension, uh, which is where a lot of the enemies are from. There's also... I didn't realise I fought my first human enemies the other day. It's like a, a gang of muggers like in the city. The city's really well designed. Uh, it's sort of broken down into missions, so it's not like an open world or anything. Uh. It just looks very sort of Blade Runner, nice sort of futuristic setting. Um, and then the other part of the gameplay loop uh, is back at the police headquarters, which is quite nice. Just a few different levels to visit. Is that like a hub? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's like the hub of the game. Um, and like I say, it is very platinum and it's action heavy, but it's nice. They've really sort of, I think it's their best game I've played Let, so let's far. Let's just say, most well rounded. It, it, it's a 16 rated game. Yep. Let's just say little Johnny goes out, it's his 16th birthday, he picks it up. Yeah. Is he going to be able to get through this game without you've just button mashing? Or is he not? Uh, well, what they've done is they've done like um, a mode that you can set up from the start if you wish to have a more sort of story driven experience, but. It's like, so a lot of the controls for the Legion can be quite complex, but you can set it so the Legion does its own thing, which is a nice way of making it a bit easier on sort of newcomers to that type of game because it's similar to Devil May Cry, Bayonetta, as we've mentioned, those sort of uh, action-heavy games, but sometimes can be quite complex because of the button combos and such. But yeah, um, really impressed with it. I'm probably about eight hours in. Um, and really as, as you as you paraphrase Tom, all these little sections you do have to be uh, sectioned off at the end with a, a love, a leave, or a lair, which is obviously to throw it in the six yeah. foot deep pit that we put <laughs> the game lair on the PS3 into. Absolutely. Where does Astral Chain fit into your rather advanced rating spectrum you've come up with? Well, I'd put it in the Switch top ten, so I'd say I love it. It's um, definitely one of the the, the the best tiles you could pick up on the Switch today. Nice. Really, re really recommend it. Anything else you've been playing? Uh, I haven't, no. I uh, spent most of my time on that in, in portable and in the... Uh, I think it benefits from the bigger screen. Um, still plays well in handheld, but it's just one of those sort of games I think suits the bigger screen better. Nice. But, yeah. Definitely recommend it for a pickup. And you've been dedicated to that all week? 
Yes, I have. How about yourself? What have you been playing? Um, oh, I feel like I'm having deja vu. Now, what have I been doing? Played Alien Trilogy on the PS1. Oh, uh, really? How's bed. that hold up? Uh, well. Really? Yeah, it does, actually. It's, uh, the controls feel good. The PS1, it's very early PS1 game, if you remember. You're very uh, on topic as well with the up-and-coming feature. I know, I don't know. Maybe, you know, yeah. Someone Slick might even Rick. think we put effort into this. <laughs> um, and I think I had a little play on Yakuza, but I've not done a lot of gaming this week, Tom, I have to admit. It's a gaming co- podcast. I don't know what I was about to say, but it's a gaming podcast where I've not gamed. Oh, well, we'll let you off. You've been busy on the script. I think Hair Crowler's giving me the heebie-jeebies. He's giving me performance anxiety. Has he? Mm. Every time I pick up yeah. controller, I'm not worthy. Yeah, he's an intimidating fellow, isn't he? He is. And his hand looks like it's wavering. He's in the umpire's chair, and he looks like he's a little bit bored of the self-indulgent twaddle. He looks like a guy, he knows what's coming, Tom. We scour the very darkest regions of the internet to bring you the latest stories and the news. First up, time to remember the fallen. Look. Ponsoboy puts his thumb up, he likes this. Sony is in the culling mood, or so it seems. Drive Club has been delisted from the PlayStation Store and due to have its servers switched off early next year. Unfortunately, even the holiest of the PS3's gaming pantheon is not safe. The multiplayer servers for the PS3 games Uncharted 2, Uncharted 3 and The Last of Us having their plugs pulled. This was announced a while ago, but it still burns players that are enjoying the online side of these exclusives. Least uh, they got a good run. Today's the final day you can sign in to play online in the Naughty Dog Trio. Uh, from tomorrow, those looking to play some Uncharted or Last of Us will have to go to the PS4 renditions for their fix instead. Uh, will you be playing these games online for one last time? Or have you been playing them regularly? Tom, and, us the, and the listeners, I ask you vicariously. Tom, let me direct that question to you. Is that an issue for you? No, um, I have a friend who plays The Last of Us on PS4. He says it's really got a really good multiplayer, actually, but I've it never has. tried it myself. Um, you've recommended Drive Club to me a few times before, so it's a, a solid racer. Good. If you like Gotham, Drive Club's the game for you. Ah, okay. From the menu um, to the gameplay, it's, everything. It's always a shame when servers go offline, but I, I like the fact that they're giving them other options on there for the um, for the PS4, um, Uncharted and Last of Us. Well, I know how it feels. Battle for Middle Earth servers got shut down. Bingo. Prize for Boba Loba. Mm. Pack of Stella Art House. Did you pull the ticket out or have you just pulled his name out of the air? Because I think it's time for Intangible Variant to win some Hayslet. Is it? Yes. He might, I wonder where he's a fan of Hayslet. Well, I'm thinking he probably doesn't know what it is because Sensei Rius doesn't normally indulge in such heavy pork products. But... It's basically a round sausage. Um, it's got its origins. Mike Ding's Butchers, I got it from. It's fairly good. Okay, all right. So this is fresh meat. And he's on his health kick right now, so he needs the protein. Okay. So he's won a hastelet. Get in contact. We'll keep the stellar art house. Anyway, we veered off on that rather bizarre tangent because you mentioned Battle for Middle Earth and you were quite sad that it had been delisted. Mm. You're still mourning that. You're still dressed totally in black. Yeah. Today... I don't know what it is you're wearing, but uh, interesting look that you've gone for. <laughs> Obviously, the alcohol's affecting you. Uh, Tom, why don't you read out this next bit of news? Why don't you, first of all, change out of your all-black attire and slip into your Mario onesie for this bit of news? Doesn't matter how nice you ask, no means no. Mm. 
Astral Chain is very good, as you know from Tom's slathering praise at the top of the show. Talking about myself in third person again. <laughs> He's always catching me out. Poor old James, he, you know, he can't write it like that. He doesn't know how you speak, <laughs> does he? So he, he's hoping that you'll be clever enough to uh, work that out for yourself. Unfortunately not. No, you've only got to read two words ahead, Tom. <laughs> it's Platinum Games offering tight combat, beautiful visuals and a cool mixture of gameplay styles and it's only on the Switch. However, such a fact doesn't seem to have stopped people asking for the game to come to PS4. In fact, some believe the lack of a Sony version is why it's currently getting review-bombed on Metacritic. <laughs> Platinum Games co-founder and Spike Industry legend Hideki Kamiya, who served as supervisor on the game, has answered back to the request for Astral Chain coming to Sony's console, um, as translated by Jack, the show's scriptwriter. Well, it would be great to have Mario, Zelda and Metroid on the PS4 too. As for me... Do I hate PlayStation? I'm just a developer fulfilling my contractual obligations, so I don't know. Maybe you can try asking my publisher and investor, Nintendo. <laughs> it probably won't come as a surprise to learn that this isn't the first time Kamiya has had to endure such ill-advised pleas. Back in 2014, he had to put up with people asking for Bayonetta 2, a Nintendo-funded sequel to the multi-format original, to come to other consoles. No wonder he blocked so many people on Twitter. Hmm. What do you make of um, that? This review bombing on Metacritic is disgusting. Like, Tom. It's just the internet at its worst, isn't it? it yeah, it's not abuse of minors, is it? It's a couple of little harsh words on an internet. No, site. it's Come just on. A, you, you're ruining someone's work they've put out there because you can't have it on your own little console. It's time for people to grow up and shut up. <laughs> I've got a switch and that hurt my feelings. No, it's not that. It's just people being like childish. Like, I don't go crying because I can't have Halo on my PS4. If I play Halo, I should have bought an Xbox. I just wonder, is, is this actually a problem? It could become a problem. That's okay. what I'm saying. Okay. Well, I You think... wouldn't like it if your precious PS4 was getting bombarded. I wouldn't mind. As long as the game's good and it's getting good critical praise... Yeah, this is what I mean. They shouldn't be trying to bring down a review score based solely they're on not the bringing, fact... They're not bringing down the review score, they're bringing down the user score. Yeah, but it's Metacritic. People take a lot of stock in those audience scores, like the the player score that... Well, they won't now, because on their favourite podcast, they heard us mention that it's been bombed. So they'll know. And they've heard they'll your know. review. Yeah. So get it while don't it's... believe the hate. Get it while it's hot. This is this is great news, this is Tom. So just to confirm, as this story keeps moving and we still can't find an individual listing, but sources indicate they're being made available individually, or you can buy all three in the Yakuza Remastered collection. That's right, Tom. Bingo. S- slipped it. No, no. <laughs> How dare you? This package has been up for pre-order in North America for a while now, but now it's up for grabs in the UK at last. And yes, <laughs> I pre-ordered a copy. I wasn't quick enough to snag myself the special edition Shenmue box, though, which upset me. Uh, these remasters will ensure every major Yakuza title is available on the aforementioned beloved PS4. This is pretty important because the brilliant Yakuza 0 brought in many new fans, and after Kwame 1 and 2, the jump all the way to 6 is a pretty big one. Once the remasters of 3, 4 and 5 are out, Curious Sagu will be playable from start to finish. Tom, I'm sure you've got a lot to tell me about that news. I think that's good that it's now finally going to be the whole job lot ready to go do the journey. I think it probably improves sales for the, um, is it 
number seven coming out that they showed some info on. Mm, turn-based as well. I'm hyped for that. Oh, I mean, that should be new, shouldn't it, really? But, you know. We've got a last bit hot off the press. If it's Nintendo news, you've already had your section on that. So the only place we've got left in there is a space for some PC news. Off you go. PC news. Mm. On the PC today, I read there's going to be a Nintendo Direct. What a dog. <sighs> When's that happening then? That's happening tomorrow at um, 3 o'clock Pacific time. And that would be your pre-hyped Overwatch news. So it's a 40-minute Direct, so there's going to be hopefully quite a lot shown. I think is, it's mainly for like the end of the year. Is Overwatch on the Switch going to be in that Nintendo Direct? It will be. You heard it here first. Well, probably... Second, third, or fourth, because wherever you get your news from, hopefully it's just us. Um, that's going to be in tomorrow's dark. No one else is saying that. So if you're saying that, this is exclusive news. Exclusive rumor, very little salt need to be applied. It will be at tomorrow's direct. Overwatch coming to the Switch in sept- late September, October. I think it might even be that early. They want to get new subscribers because Switch Online's nearly a year old, and I think they want to get some. More people hooked okay. up to that. Um, so that's it. Did we miss anything? Obviously we did. Do you have an opinion <laughs> or take on the news we missed? Obviously you have. So how do the collected masses get to interact with us, Tom? Uh, you can reach us on questions at unofficialcontrollerpodcast.com uh, via email, or you can direct messages on Instagram or Twitter, as most of you do. Awesome. Well, Tom, those that know the format know that we've slipped, slopped and slid all the way to the feature. Those that don't know just found out. This episode we're calling Movies to Games Feature. This week's feature is a discussion about how movies transition to games. As always, you guys got in touch to share those celluloid gaming memories to add a real personal touch to this story. So, as always, we are looking, as we always do, for the Genesis point, something we always remember as the first. Well, it's quite clear-cut this time. The first movie to gain transition, or tie-in, was Death Race in the arcades in 1976, basically a very simple arcade cabinet with two steering wheels. The idea of the game was to drive around a rectangle area, uh, mowing down gremlins and turning them into gravestones. Well, that would be a tough pitch. As today, as the game today, that's for sure. And even at the time, this raised eyebrows for its violent portrayal. Mm. So the movie that spawned the game, Death Race 2000, based around a world in civil disobedience and under martial law, the transcontinental death race in which innocent civilians represent bonus points if ran over. <laughs> uh, I, bizarrely, Tom, I'd never had the death race cross my uh, peripheral vision before. Did a little bit of digging around in this uh, Sylvester Stallone movie. Is it? Yeah, he's in it. 1976 he came out. Uh, I know there's a, there was a remake, I think, wasn't there? Yeah, I think With so. With Jason Statham. Well, that must I be. Might, I there's might a high-quality watermark <laughs> if ever you need one. And it seems that uh, bar the gremlins uh, in the game, Tom, it was a pretty fa- a faithful port there. Oh. The bar set quite low, box office smashes Tron, and E.T. would get the transition treatment. Now, look out, Tom. Our first... Celebrity down the red carpet this evening, seeing as it's a, <laughs> a, a movies themed one. It's Harvey Retro now. Harvey Retro. Let's just take a little bit of time out to say he's on Instagram. He's also on YouTube. I do believe his channel there is called Enigmatic Productions. If I've got yeah. that wrong, I apologise. But let's send the users to his Instagram page, and from there they can branch out wherever they want to find his medium. Mm-hmm. Have, 
Harvey Retro Tom. I implore you to check him out. It's Tony Hawk's video. Like the editing and the production levels. My God, Harvey Retro's channel is incredible. He does movie reviews as well. So yeah. you must. Maybe we send need them to get there. him on board. And, and for that reason, what a great man to kick off. Uh, he says, good feature topic this week, guys. Here's my submission. I have fond, many fond memories of movie games. This is what we like. My earliest oh. is Big Trouble in Little China on the ZX Spectrum. Who's, got, who's in that, Tom? Jack Burton. Who? There's <laughs> a deep cut. It was a scrolling beat-em-up where you could play as Jack Wang or Egg Shen from the movie. It was all in the reflexes, winking emoji. <laughs> I'd absolutely love a remake of that game instead of a movie, which might be happening with Dwayne Johnson. Like, why? He won't leave him alone. Why man. not just... Clean up the original. It still stands up. It's hilarious. Stop it, Hollywood. You're making complete morons of yourself. Yeah. The original movie was perfection. I couldn't agree more, Harvey Retro. Retro. I also remember playing Batman 1989 and Hudson Hawk. Me and him got in a conversation with Hudson Hawk. Hudson Hawk is a complete car crash of a movie, but for some reason... Is it re- Bruce Willis? Yeah. I've not seen uh, it. It's, uh, it's hard to describe. I don't want to argue with Harvey when he says it's terrible, I don't know why I just found that movie at the right time and it's it's terrible <laughs> enough to be good uh, anyway on the Amiga at the friend's house almost every day Hudson Hawk was one example of the game was better than the movie again was yeah the, they was, do happen they do happen every now and then yeah. in terms of modern games I prefer it when the game is based on a movie but telling a totally different story like Alien Isolation that game captures Alien from 1979 so beautifully looking forward to the show guys keep up the good work Right back at you, Harvey Retro. Yeah, I haven't got much. any hair. Uh, otherwise, I would flick it up and then I would return you an eyebrow and we would eyebrow each other uh, into a wonderful place, one would imagine. Um, <laughs> Tom, what do you think about that? you played any of those games? No, the one that I'm really keen to try is Alien Isolation because I keep always saying it on sale. And never pick it up, but I've heard good things. I got it's that. a horror game, isn't it? it, it well, one mate. of my first PS4 games. Yeah. Um, it's really good graphics, really good realisation of the of the set, but I got a little bit bored of it because I played it for quite a long time, never saw the alien once. Oh, right. Mm, it's a bit Maybe like you're too that. good. Oh, Tom. <laughs> if it's a stealth mechanic game, one thing I can't <laughs> you know be you're make of a mess of it. is being too good at it. Right, back to the uh, the feature. Tro- uh, tro- not Trone. Tron would pass under the radar quite Tom peacefully. Tom with Trone in his big <laughs> trombone. I don't even know where that... Well, Trone was the Stingray version I used to get. Oh, I see, of course, yes. <laughs> Ended with an E. Uh, Tron would pass under the radar quite peacefully and Star Wars and Indiana Jones games had good success critically and commercially, but E.T. would stick in the pop culture and pass into legend, which only a recent archaeological dig would put to rest. E.T. was a huge box office smash, showcasing a child's view of an alien's an alien first encounter and how their simplistic friendship crossed barriers and broke them down. The game, along with other merchandise, was set to make someone very rich. Atari once again securing the home computer rights snapped up E.T., knowing that Christmas 1982 could be huge for them and their Atari 2600. They rushed the game, five and a half weeks development time, which (laughs) five and a half weeks development time. Can you imagine? (laughs) (laughs) 
It's quite quite comical, isn't it? Because they go on now about working conditions with games and stuff. One and, guy... Uh, no, one, you've got to knock it out in five and a half weeks. One guy, yeah. five and a half weeks, make something intelligible from these stills from this movie <laughs> that's, you know, knock yourself out, Brian. Yep. Go for it. Anyway, I interrupt you. I just it's that was right. hilarious. I wonder where you're going with that, but that's uh, it's, it's quite funny. Um, they rushed the game five and a half weeks development time, which created an intangible mess and at best, and best, and Atari made millions of copies to cash in on the ET fever, mm. and it was palpable. Big film. I think that that must have been the start of the trend of like we've got to get this on the shelves because it goes hand in hand with the movie and it will sell whether it's good or not. I mean, I haven't played E.T., and probably never will, but yeah. I've watched a playthrough of E.T., and taking a very pinch of salt, being abstract, a lot of these games were very abstract, you've got to remember that. <laughs> E.T. doesn't actually do a terrible job, given five and a half weeks, and one guy probably drinking an awful lot of coffee and swinging an awful lot of cigarettes. It's not cool. Devin Zilla, Game Boy Matty. Don't do it. We don't condone it. Uh, this was a different time. It was 1982. And he was sat there beaming away. The game follows reasonably, given the graphical disadvantages and the processing power, uh, the story kind of. Yeah. It's, he probably got an unfair rap. It, as I mentioned there, critically, uh, he didn't do well. He didn't do too badly. To be fair, things started well. It sold okay, shifting 1.5 million units. But that left 3.5 million <laughs> units unsold. Wow. That's a lot of units. And if you and Stingrays were always sad a warehouse full of those and you had to get them shifted in a weekend, you'd be nervous. I would be. Uh, panicking slightly, Atari faced up to the inevitable and ditched the cartridges, wiping them off their stocks and, <laughs> and filling a landfill <laughs> in the process. The rest, as they say, has passed into legend. Tom. Someone Speaking else. Speaking of legends. Walking down the red carpet. Get the mic under their nose. What they got to say? Stuck in the past lane. Mm. I'm going to throw just one game in. It was the first movie tie-in I played at home. And me and my friends spent hours on it. Ghostbusters on the C64. From an arcade point of view, I'll say Star Wars, Vector Graphic Heaven. I was Luke Skywalker. Uh, and look out. Following stuck in the pass lane down the red carpet. Weighs the winner of the no the most noble of prizes. Currently the for this month, he gets to wear the unofficial controller wrestling belt. Shall we get him one of those foam ones you can get from Toys R Us? Like is it going to be the spinner or is it going to be smoking skulls? Yeah, smoking skulls. Okay, He's so a retro man, Here's he? Odders, the most current the unofficial controller podcast heavyweight champion. He says... Movie licensed games are always cheap, rushed cash-in, designed to capitalise on the popularity of the film. But if you search past the likes of pretty much every LJN movie licensed game, like Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, T2, to name a few, uh, of which... Where's the rest of Odd's submission? I will carry on. You've sold that. T2 on the NES, which back in the day I rented out about three separate occasions before buying it. Do you know, hang on, pause there. Okay. I panicked there for a moment. Now, the visions of the freshly anointed heavyweight champion rock bottom in me through the recording studio. Sorry, Sir Odders. Anyway, uh, he goes on to say, rented out about three separate occasions before buying it and then rebought a few years ago when I started collecting for the NES. There are a few games out there, like certain gems, Alien 3 Good on the call. Mega Drive and the SNES. Aladdin on the Mega Drive, of course, which we discussed there was going to be a remake of last week. Yeah. Uh, GoldenEye on the N64. The first Alien vs. Predator on the PC was a terrifying game, which came before the film. 
the film was terrifying for a number of different reasons, none of them good. <laughs> nice, nice, uh, like that. Even Alien vs. Predator 2 and the PS3 360 versions were damn good. Alien vs. Predator Requiem. We won't go there. Do you know what? For all my love of Aliens and Predator, I've never played an Alien vs. Predator game. I had an Atari Jaguar. Have you seen the films? Yeah, I've seen... I just remember one very cool scene where they're on top of like what I think's a, a temple and the predators mm. are like holding off all the aliens running up there. It's like that I, was quite cool. I was hoping I'd made most of that film up in a bizarre red eye <laughs> express on a yeah on a plane or something. But obviously on I've, a trip down to Blockbuster to get Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Well, oof, I, I've obviously uh, I obviously seen that based on your very detailed uh, recital of it there. Um, and I've not played the games, so I feel quite remiss there. But Alien 3 was an absolute belter to pull out of the woodwork. Um, and Aladdin on the Mega Drive, of course. And GoldenEye goes without saying, doesn't it? It does. So we move into the 90s. Yeah. Some of the highlights in the 90s made themselves known among the pile of cash-ins. And one or two in particular broke out showcasing uh, artistry and gameplay mechanics uh, interface that inspired and astounded at the same time. We're of course of talking about Aladdin and the Lion King, two games created by a partnership between Disney and Virgin Games, most notably around developer David Perry. Um, is that the same David Perry? Of- no. No. Don't make that mistake. Using innovative controls and graphics and actually incorporating animation from Disney animators, this really was an example of using the film's existing material really worked to enhance not only the looks, but the recreations of both movies' iconic soundtracks. Mm. Tom. Yeah, this is a good, some nice points there. Yeah. Um, are you gonna are you gonna let the kids pick up that uh, remake? Well, I'll pick it the, up, the, the and they pack. can have a go on it if I yeah. let them. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think. To be honest, they've. I wonder whether they'll enjoy it more because of it. It's not going to have the punishing difficulty, unless you make them play it. I think all. that they've. I think that like my kids will play. They play retro games, obviously, because I forced yeah. them to at gunpoint, but. Uh, <laughs> They, it's not that it's not the punishing difficulty. I think it's just like the very. To them, a side-scrolling game, there's no nostalgia for it. So yeah. People of our age and like just either side plus or minus I ten. I suppose years. there's a lot more variation in a three D open world of like you can go here and you can do this. And if so. you've got no nostalgia for these games, I don't like you know what Lion King's like. What do they play at the minute? Just out of interest, I, I forgot to ask. Um, like Kingdom what's the Hearts. Hot? Yeah. Fortnite, Minecraft. Mm-hmm. That's what the kids are playing. Yeah, yeah. We should maybe My do a bit of a will like have a dip in on for... Persona. Oh, okay. Final Fantasy Nine. they've got a save yeah. file on. That sort of stuff. One with Rat Boy. Yes. Lovable Rat Boy. Well... Next down the red carpet, we've got Davy Bones. Get the mic in his face. Uh, I back have... a bit, back a bit. Okay, okay. <laughs> he likes his personal space, Davy He does. Davy Bones, he does not like you entering in the bubble. <laughs> I have two that come to mind. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie for Genesis and Mega Drive. And X-Men Origins Wolverine for the PS3. Um, it's an awesome beat-em-up and Wolverine is a pretty gory action game. Mm, again... Uh, Power Rangers on the Mega Drive, I think I've played. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I'm pretty confident. Uh, I might have that somewhere. Uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine for the PS3. No, I've not played that. I think... Uh, I not- normally give these movie games... If I Let's see, we're going down a four-carriage yeah. motorway and I see a movie game in the left-hand lane. I'm on the far right. Like, <laughs> I don't want to... Give him a wide berth. Yeah. 
I think Wolverine transition would make a, a great single player character for a game. Um, but that's a, another topic. A totally different topic. Yeah. Happy, happy joysticks up next. Yeah. Waltzing down. He likes the mic in his face. Get he it in does. there. Okay. <laughs> in my opinion, the worst movie and tie-in game would have to be Street Fighter starring Jean-Claude Van Damme. I honestly can't believe Capcom pimped out Street Fighter like that. Almost ruined the series. Hear, hear. Yeah, it's not great, is it? You ever seen that? Well, he's ever seen that in action. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think I've got it. I don't think it's as bad as people. They went make the mo- yeah, but they went with the Mortal Kombat route. Yeah, but if you in having that's those- that's fine. But if you map those animations on top of the sticks behind the characters that were already in your other two D fighting game, what's the problem? Mm, I don't think it quite plays like that. Not as well. Mm. Well, Street Fighter 2 is the Emperor's New Clothes Plus of Fighting Games. the film games. was dreadful. If you want to watch Street Fighter, watch the, the manga one. Street Fighter 2, the animated well, movie. Okay, oh, I'm not going to fall out We you hear about that. It's a great film. Oh, I think there's place for the John claude Van Damme Street Fighter. There's a place for it. It's called the Lair Pit. Don't you Moving dare. on. Another standout highlight would be Rez. Others will chokeslam you. Uh, one nod from me... Odders, who's currently playing the bouncer on the door of the red carpet of wherever we're doing this, he will... Farmerton Village Hall. He, he will end you <laughs> okay. on the disability ramp at the Farmerton Village Hall. <laughs> Another standout highlight, of course, would be Rare's handling of Goldeneye, a first-person game on the N64 that is so iconic it's still being played to this day. Not only doing the film a massive honour, but tight... Uh, tying in that tight gameplay into an industry-leading multiplayer experience as well. Truly epic. Mm. And there's been some great, some genre-defining work that extends a film into games, then beyond and back again. Uh, there's always been a lot, and we mean a lot of tat, though. But this has not just been a one-way street. Many games have crossed the road and become films too. Street Fighter, Mario Brothers, Resident Evil, Lara Croft, Hitman, and even... Soon to be inflicted oh. upon our poor pupils, Sonic the Hedgehog. Hedgehog? How, how do you what? feel? What? <laughs> Who is that? I think we're talking about Mr. Needlemouse. Mr. Needlemouse. Uh, how do you feel about Mr. Needlemouse and the fact that they changed his design or got pressured into it? <sighs> Just. Tom, I'll be honest. I don't care. I'm just. Like, I think sometimes the internet... They, they, this is what my point I'm making. I'm like, how far is too far? Like, like who's this movie for? Is it for them? Quickly, just going off topic, like, the people writing in saying you need to change the end of Game of Thrones and obviously the problems we've had with the Star Wars films where, like, we want this. Oh, we don't like that, we want this. Oh, we don't like that, we want this. Yeah, I think we're unanimous. We don't like Last Jedi. I've not met a fan of Last mm, Jedi in person. It's in okay. Person. I don't think I don't think fans of the Last Jedi come out of their 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 little um, PC area. I don't think they ever leave it. I think they've had so much they've never left. They've only ever seen a pirate copy. <laughs> I don't meet <laughs> real people version. that like the Last Jedi. There's no real people. Make yourself known. This is where half of the audience just went. Do you know what? I'm a Ryan Johnson fan. They've just turned off, so they don't know what I'm saying now. Say what I want. He obviously was told or felt the need to make a very different Star Wars movie. Maybe they should have given him a different 
era. Not, not, not the main trilogy. Just I, go I away think and if do you're going to give someone a main trilogy and you want the three films to work together, don't oh. tell the middleman you can do what you want. Or have a different director. I know that kind of worked for the old ones, but... Yeah, but they always had Lucas yeah, saying in the background yeah, so, saying, yeah, d- oh, don't to, do that because that's ridiculous. Mm. I know that's a bit of a stretch yeah. to imagine Lucas saying that, but he did. It will be amazing to see come Christmas how they tie it all together, but... Well, if they, I mean, you know, if we're to believe the laugh, that I mean... <laughs> I'm kind of be, I'm going to be watching that film through like just the corners of gaps of my fingers as I cover my face. I'm like I'm going to be like very nervous. Like the last film started with a mom. Well, Kevin Kevin joke. Smith, he's like one of the biggest. I, I like his videos a lot, and I, I listen to his opinions because I think he's 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 a cool guy. Um, he's got a beard like me. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, and I was, I was interested in what he had to say and recently said the, the end shot will blow your mind as a Star Wars fan. He's involved in the new one, is he? I think he he's visited the sets. He's and a stuff VIP always... geek. He gets to get yeah. into this, doesn't he? why not? He's a bit like Simon Pegg. He gets where water can't. He made geeks popular, so we can't slay him too much. Which one? Kevin Smith. Oh, okay. Oh, and Pegg as well. Mm. He's not. So anyway. Back to the red carpet. Stick. Who's going to let me pass it here? Oscar. The man that loves the whole show, not just listeners, Stingray. (laughs) I'll have you know. When I think of words tie-in, I don't exactly think of a film to game or vice versa. I think of things that exist within movies or games that have the other, like the amazing movie The Wizard where he used a Nintendo Power Glove, or my (laughs) personal favourite Scott Pilgrim movie. There was a tremendous amount of gaming references Mm. from a P-Bar, the big... Pow boom effects to dance dance revolution. Then Disney steps in with the two Wreck It Ralph games that covers everything from Bartender to Mario to Call of Duty and everything in between. You have your terrible game movies too, which is probably <laughs> where uh, probably what you're all wanting, like Mario uh, or Mortal Kombat, and then some good ones like Silent Hill and CG Resident Evil films like Degeneration. I seem to have a moment during that little read back there, Tom, where my teeth fell out of my face. <laughs> Sorry for that, Oscar. Okay. Uh, and they're secured back in my face now, and I'll launch into Adam the Artist. He's got something to say here. Uh, I'm sure I'll agree with a lot of it. Not all of it, but some of it. That's your catchphrase, as you know. Hate to say I'm old enough to remember when every action movie had its own game. We're talking Spectrum 48K and C64 here. Stallone, Cobra, Predator, Robocop, Terminator. He's right. Games for kids based on 18 rated movies. What happened now? <laughs> Having a favourite out of them isn't fair because they're all basically the same game. All on cassette, all two ninety nine, and all published <laughs> by Ocean. Very true. It didn't matter that they were bang average because they were computer games and that made them cool by default. Lastly, I like the Super Star Wars series, Die Hard, and but mainly for Bye Bye Bad Guy, those Bond-born games weren't half bad on Xbox 360 and PS2, but surely the one that's got to top them all is Golden Pie. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Intended, I believe. And that was top game for its day, and the multiplayer was just different class. Can't believe it hasn't already been mentioned. Once again, I think I can agree with all of that this week, uh, Adam the Artist, a.k.a. Comic Pictures 79, and all the listeners this week got in touch through the medium of Instagram. Yeah, nice, um, nice comment there. I think uh, the Die Hard, Die Hard trilogy, I presume he's talking about. Mm, yes. Fairly, uh, fairly good 
movie tie-ins. Well, we'll get to that. That yeah. might be one of my picks. Okay. And as we talk of these uh, game-to-movie translations, unfortunately the quality didn't seem to match over that well. And in our opinion, these games never got beyond mediocre at best. Tom, new listener, yeah. let themselves known. It's Gotham Games from Lincoln. You better stick that microphone right under the nose of the good Tom. Yeah, from Gotham um, Games. What's he got I've to been say? In that, I've been in there with you before. It's you quite have. a good little, good little retro gaming store. That. Currently enjoying. Now, please afford me this little segue. Okay. Tom from Gotham Games has never, until recently, when he told me that this is what he was doing. Because I watch Trek. I'll admit that. I'll say that out loud. He announced to me. He said, "Oh, I've started watching the Treks," and I was like, yeah, "But what? You've never seen him before? Never in my life," he says. I was like, "All right." I was a bit taken aback that someone would choose to do that in this modern day and age. But he's having a blast. And vicariously, uh, are you watching the Treks? No. Oh. Poor man, Star Wars. Wow. Some might say Star Wars with substance. I'm sure Tom oh. from Gotham Games would. What else has he got to say? Uh, he goes on to say, I think it's a mega shame that they're pretty much dead trend, as there used to be a lot of surprisingly good ones. Uh, they do seem to have died off in Ever the years. optimist, Tom from yeah. Gotham. I always like games that are better than they have any right to be. Watch the video about the Quantum of Solace game that was made in nine months. Uh, short time again on that. For a yeah. modern, well, more modern game as well. Well, I'll let you finish his read back and okay. I'll talk to you And about. I did end enjoy that for what it was to go a little more obscure though there is a tron game on the game boy advance called killer app and it's an isometric action adventure that i think is a very much a hidden gem the visuals are great for the game boy advance i'm much more an expert on movies based on games as my guilty pleasure you'll have to have a phone in for that yeah maybe nice. we should yeah um talking there about that nine months to be made um i quite like finding games that have interesting stories and this is on topic and i've spoken to tom from gotham about this in in flesh avatar on the ps3 in the xbox 360 ubisoft yeah. were allowed like really close access to james cameron and the film right. they were much like a lot of these things when they get lauded up they were built in conjunction with each other so they were exchanging like uh graphicals of the of the creatures the blue creatures what are they called uh, Navi. Navi, yes. Yeah, they were swapping the files between them so the developer had access to all the different vehicles and mappings of the character faces and they worked really hard to try and give you this feeling of being the Navi uh, and the game was terrible. Mm. Now... Cameron I'll, involved in it, the whole lot. Terrible. I'll take that avatar and say a very similar one where Peter Jackson was heavily involved with the King Kong game for his movie. King Pong. It's actually not a bad game. There's a lot of good stuff in that. Very little like hood on the on the screen. Graphically quite impressive. I'll easy give, thousand I, gamer score if you're a fan of the achievements. I say it's on, easy, Tom. That's a hard game if you're playing it on <sighs> proper settings. Easy thousand G though. Mm. For hours spent on the game. You're rewarded with a thousand G. I think you're. Easily. I think you're showcasing your inner dog that you used to be on the 360. You know, achievement hunter galore. Mary Kate and Ashley. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> well, I'm sure you do. Play anything. Just give me the G. Um, well, they want to hear. Maybe they want to hear Tom what we think are some of the best games that we've played based on films. 
Okay, do you want to go first? I'm going to lead off yeah. here. Uh, I've got three picks, maybe more, but we'll see what you've come up with. My first one I want to kick off with is RoboCop 3. Now, the film, Tom, I'm not even going to dress it up to you. It's terrible. Three. Yeah. Yeah. It's really terrible. It's lost the dark, gritty Verhoeven style of like, you know, there's a hidden meaning to it all and it's actually a little bit deeper than you realise Robocop 1, especially. Oh, Two, it's dark. Like, it's not, not some, yeah, but there's yeah. a whole hidden theme in there. Robocop 3 was terrible. This was for the merchandise. This was all about Robocop with a backpack, hanging out <laughs> with a kid. You know, you can yeah, yeah, see I'll it see now. It. Terrible. The game on the Amiga and Atari ST... Is one that breaks the mould. The film was terrible, as I said, and it was an affront to all things Robocop. But with Ocean's retelling, they drew inspiration from the first film, and they use like uh, polygonal graphics, and and this, you know, when Robocop's walking around and you see what he sees, you know, yeah. the target in Hood. Mm-hmm. This game was basically a first-person shooter in a, a basic 3D world yeah. that you can navigate with your police cruiser. Mm-hmm. So you start off, you, there's a truck driving around and you've got to get around the back of it and they're shooting out the back of it. You're yeah. already Robocop, but it's very similar to the start of the first film when yeah. you're as Murphy, you're chasing mm-hmm. him down. And back in the day, I've never seen anything like this. And you go through these sewers and you use your mouse to be the crosshairs. Right. And you move forward with the keys from memory. As you scan across one of these characters, it would like scan them and take the polygonal black vector graphics and turn yeah. them green and tell you whether they're innocent or guilty or whether they're a bad guy or not and you could see like their raised heart rate and stuff it might be my retro nostalgia building this game up to be more than it was but I actually think that it was I'm not going to say it's hold up but I still think you could get some enjoyment out of it today very cleverly done cool um, the next one you might be able to chime in with some memories from this Alien Char- what am I doing, Tom? I'm not safe to be laid out on the streets. Alien Trilogy. It's all right. Grouping all three films together and tying the, narr- tying the narrative into one planet, Ripley, who's now a marine for the story's sake, descends to LV-426 to ki- kick some xenomorph ass. Tight controls, great atmosphere, and a gameplay loop that still holds up. Great game. Tom, Is it a first-person game, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. I have played it then. Yeah. Um, probably back on the day, back on Cousin Ian's PC. Maybe load, load alien up for me. Load was, alien to be honest, me. it's a really cool game. The music's awesome. Once again, you've got that hood. You've also got the uh, movement tracker with all the sound effects. The guns sound. I tell you awesome. when I played this. Tell you when I played this as well. I rented that on the PS One. Memories, mm. nostalgia. Yeah, from Blockbuster. Great game. Um, next up, I'll take this one if you want because we've both had uh, a lot of experience with it. Die Hard Trilogy. Man, the fifth gen had it good, as this was another gem from uh, Fox Interactive that rocked. Splitting the three movies into three distinctly different genres, Die Hard, third-person action game, Ascending the Floors of Nakatomi Tower, Die Hard 2, an on-rails light gun shooter that was, in my eyes, one of the best light gun games ever put on a home console. And I'll agree with you there, because um, you, you had the light gun, I remember, coming round, and I had to do it on controller, which wasn't quite as good. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't have the light gun. I wonder when you came to mind to see this showcase. Uh, I come around your nan's. It was one Christmas. You had Die Hard Trilogy. I think oh, we both yeah. had it. It came, out, yeah, we... it came out at Christmas time, which is a great time to bring out a Die Hard game. Always thinking. Always thinking. So um, you had that um, set up, and I must have got the PS1 the same year then. 
because we, me and my brother got PS1 between us and we got Die Hard Trilogy, Olympic Soccer and Mortal Kombat 3. Very early games. Very early games. Bearing in mind the Mortal Kombat and Die Hard were both probably 18s. Yes. Uh, did, yeah. they have, did we have ratings back then? I think we need to... We need no, to... we had ratings back then. Yeah. Your parents were particularly lax on you with ratings. Yeah. No worries. I'm fine. <laughs> Just... The heat, this hidden gun collection probably doesn't agree. Yep. Uh, anyway, Tom. Die Hard with a Vengeance was the third of that list. Uh, th- this was an all-driving game that looked incredible at the time. I remember thinking, like, it, it reminded me of GTA before there was GTA. i tell you what I thought with that. I was thinking, because this Die Hard truly was quite an early game on the PlayStation. I remember was, playing the yeah. driving game thinking, they've basically mapped New was, York. You could play in first person in that car as well. I'm sure yeah. you could, because I can remember the blood on the windscreen. With yeah, the with the wipers. I, I, yeah. Honestly, I was convinced, I mean, I hadn't, played it I played Alien Trilogy and that hand stands up I'm a bit nervous about playing Die Hard I think the first game's probably not aged that well the second game obviously we haven't got the light gun to use or, yeah. unless we go and set up in the retro part of the bunker and then Die Hard Vengeance I remember at the time thinking they've mapped New York into this game this is incredible graphics can't get better than this mm. and and this is just a spin-off part of a game With what's like, the real thing going to be like yeah. and Driver was terrible yeah. I enjoyed it. I played the demo. That was okay. Um, what other picks have you got? Not the next one. What have you done homework on? You don't want me to take the next one. You want me to... Put your homework in. Insert homework now. Okay. Uh, Lord of the Rings, Two Towers, and Return of the King, the tying games. Uh, really good a tight rope. If you pick another Lord of the Rings, I will... I will throat chop you. No, because it's to do with... I will with, render it, you it, speechless for the rest of the episode. It was to do with a story going on in the books and, and in another part of Middle-earth at the time, so it can't technically be called movie time. He's one for the rules, Tom. He's a bit of stickler. a stickler. Yeah, he is. Uh, yeah, so Lord of the Rings, Two Towers and Return of the King, they did one, I they think, each year. Yeah. They were We've We've revisited those, haven't we? On the they, PS2 and okay. the original Xbox. So you and two Gondor soldiers hold off an army of five orcs <laughs> yeah it's, it, when you hold it up against like shadow or mordor and stuff it, it can't really compete obviously but um the ideas they used with having like the battle going on in the background but you were in like a part of the battle which was on your screen in a smaller they were well put area. together games yeah like, they were that. that's what i mean I like they, the they advancements that they made and the and the gameplay nice to have got put into the Return second the, game yeah, which is the actually game. the third one mm. um, is, 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 is good I think that's the better yeah. game I think the the gameplay especially still holds up doesn't it it's sort of it's like a, a bit of a button basher it, it's not Streets of Rage style because it's not that sort of scrolling 2D beat up Tom, but it's Tom the yeah. only thing you need to do to sell the concept of this game is tell me a game where you can grind an elephant's trunk can you do that? You must be able to do it. No, I don't. I don't it's probably in a cutscene. It sounds too technical. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it was all very on rails, though. Yeah, that's the point I was trying to make. It's not like you can suddenly go around this area in a, a 3D space. It was. It felt like little segments of bat- skirmishes among a bigger battle, hmm. which was a good way okay. of doing it. What else so, you yeah. got? Now, this one might be a bit controversial. Star Wars Episode Three, official tie-in game. Me and my brother were absolutely hyped for... 
Revenge Can I just say, yeah. if you don't have Batman Begins on the Xbox original... I've never played it. Lying piece I've never of had dirt. It. I've never had that game. One of the listeners, what was your Xbox gamer tag? Uh, You're not going back there. What was your gamer tag in the 360 when you played? The Battle same as it was on Xbox One. What was it? I don't know. I don't know. I should read it out because it still exists. So, yeah, I want one of the fans who are better than me on the Xbox infrastructure to go back and tell me whether I'm right or wrong. Tom twenty eleven eighty four. Tom twenty. 11 oh so you're gonna do some detective no work. i want the fans to do the detective work they can probably work this out they can make this happen in two button clicks so they're right now going you've got your winkle pickers on let's find out whether tom played this game yes or no let's put this to rest do i it. think you played it i think you were telling me how high oh, you don't understand it's great you get yeah, but they'll look and just go wow that is a high gamer score Maybe not in today's standards. It must be mediocre. Why has it always got to be about like, everyone telling you how good you are at games? You're Ace of Games, all right? You're the gamer. What else you got on that list? Yeah, so episode three, Star Wars. Overwatch? I don't think no. that was ever a film. <laughs> if only. Tracer, one of the characters, is in Ready Player One, which is a great movie for game references. <sighs> I joke, and then he actually comes back with it. Yeah, so episode three, yes. the official game, was actually quite good, I thought. Again, me and my brother were real hyped for the film, so we would lap up any merch we could get our hands on, Jar Jar mugs, all the tat, yeah. anything. Um, Decapitated Dooku head pillows. <laughs> Do it. Do it. <laughs> in fact, if you're in the unofficial controller army now and you're about to share one of our posts... Do it. He's <laughs> <laughs> seen where he comes out and talks about the trailer for the last film. I loved it. No. It's like, roll it again. Oh. <laughs> Love him. He's great. Um, it's treason then. <laughs> da! <laughs> I've seen that video of him doing the, the shooting star. That's where he's spinning through loads of have the seen, Have you seen that kid at the start of a swimming competition? Where everyone else dives in and he says something like, it's treason then, and then he like <laughs> spins into well, the pool. Yeah. Oh, mate, where he just like slays three Jedi Masters in seconds. Well, that showcases how powerful the Emperor is. Yeah, true. You've never but thought they, of it like that before. Yeah, no, no, no. Oh, no, Uncle but Albert they, and that strange horn guy that no one's actually paid that attention <laughs> to, but I do believe in one of the spin-off novels. They had their Uncle own... Albert dies on another planet. Well, I don't know why you... It's the I, guy with like the... Kit Fisto. Yeah, why are you upset about these two-part <laughs> bit characters that you don't even know who they are? Mm. I've always been offended that those Supreme Jedi <laughs> Masters get killed. Who are they? I don't know. What's their backstory? But then the nonsense that Samuel L. Jackson actually like just manages to nearly... Wait, he does beat him, doesn't he? He disarms him. And you're like, really? Well, I reckon that was probably in his contract, wasn't it? It was. I need to look tough in every scene. Yeah. Um, what was so the game? The, oh, this, we haven't talked yeah. about it yet, have we? No. Um, do it! The, <laughs> the actual like missions and stuff were average at best, but the real like bit we enjoyed was like a... a 2D... like a Not a 2... Sort of 2D background of different areas of the game. And you could have uh, like battles, like lightsaber battles, just one versus one. Mm -hmm. And it's really good. It's like a Star Wars beat-em-up, I suppose. Yeah, I remember. I really think I had a go. Enjoyable. I think I wheeled round and had a go yeah. on that. I think they put a few classic characters in as well, like Ben Kenobi and 
uh, like old Ben and um, old Ben, old Ben, Uncle old ben. ben, Uncle Ben. Uh, okay. there's, there's no more I can think of off the top of my head that I've really... what about this Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic does this count no it's not a movie but mm. let's hear about it anyway well it's an example of expanding a film's backstory and doing something new with it Bioware did a stand up job this isn't just a good Star Wars game this is a good game full stop and one that is so well loved in the gaming industry would be dumbfounded if you hadn't heard of it played it heck Tom it's even on iPhone yeah the full uh, game. game yeah very good um, shame Bioware have been gobbled up by the EA giant, hasn't it? Be, before we close out, Tom, a word of warning. Step back from the Palisade because closing out this week's feature is everyone's favourite console cannibal who's showing great discipline uh, in not losing his mind with all this retro talk. He must be peckish. <laughs> now... PCSO Ross Kemp, he's wheeling him down the red carpet on a sack barrow so he can make his way into Farmerton Village Hall for the premiere tonight of whatever film we haven't seen in the village. Flight of the Navigator, mm. new out, provided by Stingray. <laughs> and a retro gamer, Thomas, his, his face mask has been declamped by PCSO Ross Kemp. If you could just paraphrase for us. I would have to say two of my favourite movie games would have to be Warriors, which was awesome. And to be fair, it was always going to be good because Rockstar really knows how to make a game. My second choice would probably be... Pause. I've realised, in my rush to put the script together, Red Dragon Reus, aka Intangible Variant, said that he was a fan of Rockstar's Warriors game as well. Okay. So another fan of... Uh... Sirius, apologies... You get your he time. He won't Red Dragon punch you, don't worry. I hope not, because he's had that hastelet now. I think it'd be unrecoverable. Maybe that might be in a take we never ended up dealing with, but, you know, intangible variant, you've won a hastelet. Awesome. Rewind to the start of Retro Gamer, Thomas. I don't think He's that... going on to say uh, probably any of the Rogue Leader, Rogue Squadron games Good are picks. fantastic. Good choice. Um, probably some of the best Star Wars games ever made. Uh and the and two on the GameCube still hold up well today and look fantastic. I agree there. We talked about those in our Star Wars special, didn't we? Mm-hmm. I'll just chuck this one in, although not sure it will be classed as a movie tie-in uh, in more of a comic book hero, but the latest Spider-Man game on the PS4 was insanely good. It was. And, you know, we... They... they, they these are... Characters that have been in movies and they've spawned games. These are murky uh, worlds we live in. We've yeah, we've, we've stomped the mud, mud hole dry on a lot of these characters, so their game, movie, comic book lives are blurred. Mm-hmm. Um, Warriors Rockstar title, very Great. good. Very good game. Uh, a very strange game for them to pick, but one they handled masterfully. Yeah. Well, it, funnily enough, though, there was another Warriors game made a couple of years after, and if any listeners can get in touch... Uh, if you've played that, because I've played it, but I won't, I might have to do some research and find out who developed it. Um, All right. Because it, it was quite enjoyable. It's, again, not quite as in-depth as Rockstar's um, sort of one where you had missions set before the start of the movie and such, but uh, still enjoyable nonetheless. Um, so, yeah, we'll have to have a bit of a route and see whether we can find that. Okay. Well, Tom, guess what? Listener's Stingray. Everyone else who's not Oscat just fast-forwarded here so they could hear their shout-out. But guess what? When the big man makes a house call, you'd better be ready. 
These guys got in touch to show us their pickups from Stingray's boot. You can too. Just hashtag Stingray's boot on Instagram or Twitter or email us at questions at unofficialcontrollerpodcast.com. Many of you do. Tom, are you there? I'm stalling. Have you I'm arrived here, yeah, I'm at Stingray's boot? I'm good. Okay, this is great news. Unfortunately... Do you want me to lead in? Yes. First up, we've got Ozcat. Um, he's collect got the Catherine collector. You know what, edition. Tom? Can I just say, I typed in not Stingray's boot, but Stingray boot, and I got to. I was like confused because I was looking at pictures of men in cowboy boots. Stingray boot is obviously a name for a cowboy boot in America and Australia, and I just stumbled across. Recognise his cousin. It could be. I Alias McDundee. I thought his cousin was McDundee, yeah. I'm so confused by the show. We'll have to have a word with the Rayman, won't we, and ask him himself. We will. So, Ozcat, yes. Nice. He's got the... Oh, he's got, got, got the, the Catherine collection. He's got there. the big box on PS3, his old Ozcat, bless him. Good work. Next up, Sharaban. 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 He's in virtual reality. Hey, we threw down the gauntlet, didn't we? We the, did. A listener should get all their copies of Street Racer out and take a photo. Hasn't happened yet. Not no. acceptable. But Sharaban's got some... Good VR collection there. Snuck in that copy of Wipeout there, which I think is a special edition version of the PS4 re-release. He's got Moss, Farpoint, Resident Evil 7, uh, Super Hot VR, Batman Arkham, all the killer apps there. Oh, he's got some... Oh. What you I'm wore? Just, I'm just. I'm getting ready with the next one. I'm just well, seeing then, some great. Uh, Radbash Gaming has Ooh. got probably one of the best Christmas films on DVD. There, a Christmas story, a classic. Um, if you've not seen that, check it out this Christmas because it's well worth watching. Okay. Got Bumblebee on DVD as well or Blu-ray. Uh, some. He's got a Batman comic there. I've recognised the artwork. I think that's Jim Lee. Possibly. Okay. But I couldn't tell you the name of that particular Batman comic, hey, which Tom, I probably should know. Pin your logos back. Wooly Weeble. Ever heard of them before? I haven't. They're in the boot. Wooly Weeble, welcome. Stingray's boot. Got some, uh, looks like a pack of Nintendo Uno cards. Thank you for sharing. Oh, and a Weeble Wobble. They've got a Weeble Wobble there, Tom. I had a Sailor one with a submarine. I think I've still got it uh, when I was a kid as a bath toy. It was a Weeble Wobble submarine and a little captain well, that goes in Hopefully it. this will lead to Wooly Weeble becoming uh, commenting on next week's feature or maybe getting involved in the show in more more ways. That's a guarantee. Let's hope Wooly Weeble... Wooly Weeble? <laughs> Probably said it completely wrong. Comes out of the woodwork and makes... <laughs> we usually massacre the name mm. to start with and then as we go, we get better at doing them. Yeah. So that's why we like people to keep chiming well, in. Anyone that's in the boot could become the next member of the unofficial controller secret well, commando unit. We did reveal one at the end of the feature. So he hasn't got the pixelated face that's sort of covered up and when he's in photos in full, like, digi-camo. And he he is actually known because he does, like, talks on, like, commando stuff. Who does? Retro Gamer Thomas. When oh. he's not lashed up. Oh, right. So when they go out to battle... The PCSO Ross Kemp goes out in the helicopter and he unleashes him. He jumps out the back with a parachute. Ro- PCSO Ross Kemp's scared of flying. I heard he drives the, <laughs> L- I heard he drives the LD, either Freight Rover or the LDV 200 van. Does he? Yeah. 
It with, got defleeted from the large town, and PCSA Ross Kemp put his neck on the line for it. With Retro Gamer Thomas in the back on the sack barrow, ready to basically just quick roll out, do your work, get the kills, job done, go home. A bit like the Hulk? Yeah. Okay. After with that, that nonsense. After that slight detour, little devil <laughs> underscore 71. Wow, I hope you wrote that down, Tom, because I'll be testing you on the law you fabricate on a weekly basis. <laughs> I'm getting it all what's, down. Okay, what's Herr Crowther's first name? Klaus. Klaus Crowther. Let's ask him next week, listeners. <laughs> I'm sure then it'll be Hans. Uh, Oscar dropping a rope down to me and lifting me up to safety, well away from Tom's bizarre second life he seems to be leading. Uh, Persona 5 on... Uh, Oh, one day we ought to do an episode where the walls of reality like break down and like I, I'm like I don't like know. the end of Ashes to Ashes. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. What yeah. Farmerton? What's that? And maybe <laughs> this is all your fever dream that you had after taking too much cowpole. Maybe. Okay. Anyway, I think we've got a new one next as well. Well, let's give Oscat the uh, mention he deserves. He's, yes, he's, he tuned in at the start of the show and he's listened to over an hour of our nonsense. Yeah. Fair play to you. He needs his shout out. A uh, copy of Persona 5 on the PS4. I've got it on PS3. Need to get around to picking it up on PS4. That's a fact. Otakabram. Now, I think that he's uh, uh, a long-time listener. He's posted before, but now he's back out. He's picked up some good games here. Yeah, he's PSP got some... game. Uh, some solid cube titles. He's got the GameCube promotional disc, which um, includes four classic Zelda games. Always uh, worthy of having in a collection. Have I got that? You probably have. I think I have. Yeah. Uh, reloaded on PS1, G Police, Rage Racer. Reloaded. Yeah, some State good of stuff. Emergency. Some good stuff there, Otaku yeah. Bro. And hey, and tell you what, push through to the feature, keep your eye on the posts. Tom, Sharaban. 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 He's got some uh, Mega, Mega Man, Man collection. Yeah, and some yeah. Funko Pops, all that good stuff. Retro underscore collector underscore Ray. Welcome back, good friend. Uh, he's got his... Car boot. He's video. got a car boot live. pickup. Live. So there's a one-minute teaser there in the boot. And if you navigate your way over to his YouTube channel, uh, click on him on Instagram. I'm sure there's a link that'll take you straight there. You yeah. can watch his pickups. Mm. Love a good pickups video, Tom. Probably why Stingray's uh, listener Stingray's such Thanks a popular feature. Going in the in the boot. Here he comes. Oscat comes stumbling in the door. His arms akimbo. He's got loads of stuff here. What's he got? Senran Karura. <laughs> oh, that's when he went down GameStop, telling himself he won't buy anything, and came back with everything bar a Mario plush. Good he says effort. he dedicates this post to my good friend Milk Tyson, who runs an anime memes page that everyone should check out. Click. Follow. Mm-hmm. Back. Done. Uh, Odders UK with the, the Namco light gun. He's packing which, heat. He's which, just rolled through the door on his belly, leapt up and said, yippee ki Mother Hubbard. I think you can use that one on Die Hard Trilogy, even though it came out after. Because that, yeah, was, for, that was for Time Crisis. I think you can use any gun on that. Ah. Odders. Odders. You play... My heart, like a fiddle. You dirty dog. He's got a copy of Nightmare there on the... God, I can't even focus. Amstrad and Spectrum. Um, I don't even know what that's like. I hope it's good. I like the case art, but I'm a big fan of the uh, original TV show. That's mm -hmm. a fact. 
Oh, well, so that's based on the um, the game they used to play. Yeah, on that's the TV. it. Yeah, oh, right. Very the one nice. that you were still probably still hanging tight to Mumsy. Yeah, very close in her bosom. Not cut from the apron strings at no. that point. Thirteenth uh, birthday that came out for uh, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Others with. Uh, <laughs> I think the only PAL NFL game we got in the UK, because we never... Unfortunately, though, we got NHL and NBA uh, 2K editions. We didn't get the NFL one. and They were good games. Ultimately, ending up with ESPN, NFL 2K5 it's, on the Xbox and PS2. Good game, mate. Good game. Yeah. To this day, still one of the best. He's also got himself some uh, wrestling games, which usually we're big fans of, but those particular ones... <sighs> Probably not so much. No. I mean, probably... Those were probably made for twice the budget, twice the amount of time, and twice the development team of ET, ET, and they're still worse than ET, in my opinion. Yeah. No offence, Odders. (laughs) I know you need to bulk up your uh, Dreamcast collection, but holy moly. His other pickup, Racing Simulation Monaco Grand Prix, did you ever play that? One I never played. Because it wasn't officially FIA-endorsed product, I give it a wide swerve. Well, why the hell would you play Formula Why would you play a Formula One game that has no official authorization? That's like saying why would you play Pro Evo? It's still a good football game. Yeah, but it has all the players' names in it. Mm. <laughs> has the kit colours right? Yeah. Has the actual tracks that you race on? Paul Lasgoyne is not a real player. <laughs> it's closer than whatever cl- tat they wheeled out for that. <laughs> Incoming uh, on uh, Dreamcast. Oh, some great pickups. Uh, Gone out of the Mega Drive. Very nice themed for today. Odders knew, must have known. He's like the mystic Mega the show. He's got Mortal Kombat on Mega Drive, which famously became a movie. And The Terminator, which not so famously became a game. Yeah. Uh, Odders, you've been a right haul down at the Manchester Gaming Market. Ground Zero, uh, Texas on the Mega CD, and Road Avenger, the anime driving game. I'll be sorry to interrupt. I'll be popping up to Manchester at some point uh, in the next few months, so I'd be curious to know where that gaming market is and when it's on. So if you can let us know, orders that would be much appreciated. Probably once a year. Once a year. Okay. Finger on the pulse as always. Now let's just take a moment here. Get switched on. One of those. Let's let's say it out loud. You know, him and him and retro gamer Thomas. They are in the uh, the commando raiding gang. And they were yeah. this week, and with the other hardcore elite, they were out there spreading the word. And and let's face it, Tom, this isn't VIP access. This is open to everybody. Yeah, just contribute. Regular, you can be in the commando raiding unit. You can. Yeah, that's right. And what's got switched in? Got, got switched on. Get, Get switched. switched on. Does some great posts over on his Insta page, and he's got copies of Call of Duty Three and I forget Call of Duty Modern Warfare and. Three like those titles were on the Wii, uh, Donkey Kong Jet. Race. This this is a great example of what I'm trying to illustrate to you. By the time the next gen rolls out next Christmas, the Switch will still be the Switch, and you'll be playing Call of Duty 4000 on your PS4 and Xbox trombone or whatever they're going to call it, and you'll be playing Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, the Switch edition. It's not about the graphics. Oh, it's not. No. So why don't you play consoles from a gen ago? Why won't you even play a game from one gen ago? 
Because I like new games. One that you haven't Does played? It, yeah, like ones I've not played. On, on I don't know, like the Xbox 360. Again, you never played on the Xbox 360. You've got an <laughs> Xbox 360. Why don't you turn it I on? I haven't. I haven't got any I haven't got any old consoles. That's my problem. Strange, man. I think you're dodging around the issue. I think that you are a graphics whore. And you know you are. <laughs> and you know you are. I played the Wii U, which was basically a 360. Yeah, but what did you have in your back pocket at the same time? Xbox 360. He had Xbox One. Oh, I did, yeah. Always likes to have his finger on the latest gaming gear. Is I do, yeah, I do. Is that Tom? Brock the 80s, dude. Last week it was Hero Quest. This week it's... Wii Quest. It is. We stack of Wii stuff there. Not quite the Zilla's Hall, but uh, shouldn't be scoffed nonetheless, because in that bundle, zoom in, Tom, he's got himself a PSP and some games... He's got himself a Wii. Far Cry limited edition statue. Exactly. He's got two DualShock 4 controllers. I like that um, orange and blue one. Reminds me of like the RNLI. <laughs> I don't know why. Probably because you need a life ring thrown to you when you uh, stumble over your reviews. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> I'm on fire. I can't, burn. I can't really talk, Tom, because I can't even say uh, Battle for Endor. I even struggled then. <laughs> we'll wait for the big slip-up in the uh, new release. It's coming. I tell you, like a snip wire. Snip wire? <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> Fell over it. Was it? You know, turned around to you, giving it the big, oh, look at me, I'm a proper big boy's podcast. Whoop, flip, slipped over that. So Brock the 80s dude's next post, uh, he's got some How to Train Your Dragon dragons, uh, Toy Story Stop the press. He's got Minecraft yeah. merch. I'm on board. Yeah. Lego. Retro Gamer Thomas got himself an Outlaws for Life Red Dead t-shirt and uh, Man, Man of, of Medan. Man of Medan. How do you want to say it? Man of Medan. Of course you do. <laughs> what a strange character you are. There's our self-promotional post about this week's show. Hang on a minute. I don't think Retro Gamer Thomas, he's, you know, he's making a little life for himself. He's giving peace a chance in PCSO Ross Kemp's back bedroom. Cutting some slack. Okay. Oh, look out. A post about movies, games based on the big screen. That'd have been a good name for this episode, Tom. <laughs> uh. Next up, Mark Garage Gamers. Uh, got himself PS3 player, 15,000 cheats, codes and secrets. I didn't even know they made those books up to the PS3. Mm. I thought they died off with... Uh... I know what to get you for Christmas. Mm-hmm. All the guides in one. It's a Swiss army knife for guides there, Tom. <laughs> you could never get left behind with that in your back uh, pocket. Lost World Jurassic Park on PlayStation. Supreme Commander 2 on 360. Ninja Blade on 360. Yes, but... yes, yes. What? Tom, Danny plays. He's back in the Stingray's boot. Got some Waddington's Turtle game, card game. <laughs> nice. Got some VHSs, Lockstock, Identity, Red Dragon, Hannibal. The story of Retro Gamer Thomas. <laughs> the story of a man who went from prolific uh, retro game magazine uh, provider to showcased. They were probably wondering when he was uh, contributing to that magazine. Hang on a minute. Where's the Mega Drive? Why isn't the Mega Drive turning on? Where's that copy of Sonic gone? Why has it got teeth marks in it? Gone. Gone. Forever. Gone uh, forever. She's also got Lockstock soundtrack as well, which is pretty good. That is very cool. Mm. I'll tell you what, for a, a pickups day on a, a car boot, 
Danny plays has smashed it out of the park. Got Time Crisis on the PS2, <coughs> Yu-Gi-Oh, X-Men Next Dimension, Gunfighter 2, The Range of Jester Jane. Don't know much about that. One would imagine it's... you got to pick them up when you see them. Metal, Ge- Metal Slug 3 on the PS2. Street Fighter 2 Hyper Fighting Edition, I believe that is. That's a very good version of that game. Lego Star Wars Force Awakens PS4. Some Xbox One games. Rise, Sunset Overdrive, Tom. Rare Replay. Got the orange box. Some Kirby's. Very well done, Danny Plays. Look out, Tom. Let me fight you off with a stick covered in uh, Lord Ponsonbury's uh, Doberman poop. What we got? Wooly Weeble again with a oh. uh, selection of Wii 360, PS3 and PS1 games. Broken DS Sword game on the DS. Minecraft Story Mode on the PS3. Your favourite GTA. GTA. Oh, no, is that the... No, it's five. It's five. No, it's Liberty City. I think that's... Um... So that story's from Liberty City. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good game. Was that... And five. They've got five and then got four. Was that the one that was on the PSP and then they transferred it to the bigger boys' consoles? Liberty City Stories. I think it was. No. That's the expansion for Grand Theft Auto 4. Oh, with Stories the, from Liberty City. Ballad of Gay Tony and uh, Lost, Lost and, and the Damned. Damned. Yeah, and the good, one good. on PSP was called... Oh, crikey. Tales from... Liberty City and mm. Tales from Vice, Vice City. City yeah. Vice City Stories, maybe. Yeah, it was Vice City Stories. They're pretty good, actually. Next up, Game Boy Matty. V shows immortal, two-year-old. Even Dad's when he's been... 38, he'll be two. <laughs> Dad's been looking forward to this one for a while and a very cool picture of Astral Chain on I'll the tell Switch. tell you what, Dugan McMain took his life in his hands there, Tom, because he didn't wait for your approval to get Astral Chain. Well, he just went out there... Gun off He's cocked. a brave man. He is. <laughs> Part of the crack squad. Oh, we're revealing them all. Oh. We need to stop. Well, blacked up, crawling in under the wire. Here's another one. Oscat leaping up. What's he got to say for himself? He basically is special abilities. He makes a human body armour from all his Switch tiles. I'll tell you what, Tom. That's some, in some places, that armour's going to be about three foot thick. It is. It's the equivalent of X-Men's juggernaut. Stuck in the past lane. Now, I don't know if this is a new listener for you, Tom, but they're a listener that takes their shots in the style of a Polaroid <laughs> and then writes... Never going to let uh, me lift that down. Writes like a little tagline. Mega Drive FPS FFS, he says, which is mm, great. We Stick know what the... that stands for. Funky feels, sister. Bloodshot on the Mega Drive. Look at the state of that. Oh, bless him, he's had a go. But there's no way you can make that game look good. <laughs> uh, next up, we've got a, a post, a uh, latest one from Adam the Artist. Let's Do you like that, pictures. boss? Picture of you. Makes you look like a drunken fat guy. Mm. That's what you are. He's not... Okay, well, it's very lifelike. He's just spilt his port all down the side of the high umpire's chair. <laughs> retro road trip, Tom. Look. He's been on a retro road back. trip. He's picked up i tell you what, I think that's that uh, thing the Atari's on. He's actually a game caddy as well for all those games. Wow. That's awesome. Very nice. Very good pickup. Uh, um, Retro Gamer Thomas sharing one of our posts. Promoting us. We need the UC Army for Commando Raids, and we've got what we wanted, Tom. But what we're going for this time, we've got 18th. 
We're going for top 10 again. Yep. So we'll just quickly stop to say, please like, subscribe, follow, leave a review on whatever um, podcasting format you use, Spotify, iTunes, anything. Um, just please help promote the show and um, and keep everyone enjoying it and keep it on the on the go. Please may I take the next post from a law listener? Yes. Tommy UK73, obviously a uh, long-time listener. Long-time listener, first-time poster. bit third-rate, though, I have to admit, and it doesn't <laughs> look to me like he's got <laughs> enough pennies to save up for a colour camera, <laughs> so he's had to pop it off on Mumsy's old black-and-white jobby. Uh, I'm sure Boots raised an eyebrow when they got some black-and-white filming to develop, but there mm-hmm. it is. Actually, do you know what? That's beautiful. It looks like... What's that Streets of Rage thing? It's coaster. a coaster, yeah. Present from... Uh, Tommy UK's brother. Ah, it appears. Stingray. Yes. Okay. Yeah, young Stingray. <laughs> Wayne Ray. Wayne Ray. And if you take that, no, if we made a live action oh, picture, I know where that is now. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was a like a like a dinner map. The detective mind churning away. Yeah, over the Sherlock Welsh game hunter. I like you post while I'm here. Apologies for not doing it sooner. We do get. And a the, little bit undated, but he's got buzz. The and TV quiz for the PS... I tell you what, Welsh Game Hunter taking a huge pile of shovelware to bolster the collection up there. <laughs> Surprised you didn't pick up the tack controllers that go with that buzz oh, game. Yeah. You probably got them. Apologies. Retro Collector Ray back on the scene. He's not been doing bad. Picked yeah. himself up a Mega Drive 2 and he's got himself a six-button controller as well. £15. Needs a clean, but nothing major. Yeah, I think that's fair value. These boys know how to do it right. The Barbaro Games has been bolstering his Switch collection. Final Fantasy Twelve, the Zodiac Age, and he's got the X and X2 remaster, which were my mummy mummy the week they came out. Yeah. Uh, Better like his picture. Rascal underscore life. Well, hello, new listener. Welcome to the family. You've got a pair... Oh, found a GameCube at a garage sale a few weeks ago for three bucks. No power cable, but you know I'll find one now that I'm looking. Nice work, Rascal Life. Welcome to the show. We're following you. I've liked your other show. Oh, Tom, go click on Rascal Life. I don't know what game that is. It looks like Super Hang On, but it looks like the artwork that Adam the Artist did for us. I've probably set you far... Too many. How far down? Second picture, it's the GameCube one. The listeners haven't got the patience. Rascal Life? Yeah. Yeah. Second picture on his thing? Yeah. There's a GameCube. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. 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 Catch up. Eslo and Midna, loyal fan of the show. They've leapt forward and thrust themselves into the hardcore elite. Uh, Got to be careful I don't like describe this like the SS, though. I think we're verging on it. We need to pull it back. It's cooler. It's a bit more inglorious bar stewards, isn't it? Than it yes. Is, uh, that's maybe what we should call them. The inglorious bar stewards. It's not a swear word. Bar stewards. Stewards, stewards of bars. Yeah. Like barmen. But inglorious. That's their, that's their task force name. Yes. Inglorious bar stewards. We do our best thinking on air. The law where, will change next week well, again. Of course, where we use the law like, podcast like uh, a blue sky thinking session. Uh, so with Midna, got a copy of uh, Collection of Manor there and a mug with a few. Is the brew part of it? Yeah. Probably is. 
Mark Twigo up next got himself a selection of yeah, Mega Drive from, games. Oh yes, yes. Because guess where this has been taken, Tom? Look at it in the back of the car. It's on the on, car seat, isn't it? Yeah. Perfect fodder for listener Stingray. He's James well. Pond too. He's done well for himself. Aladdin on Mega Drive. Yeah, it's a uh, PGA Tour Golf Two on the Mega Drive. That that was good. That is still a great game. I remember being in. In my grandma's front room playing that. Uh, I don't know why we had it. We must have rented it or something or a relation had it. But all oh, the uncles getting involved for, oh, can I have a go on that? So we set up like a tournament because I think you could set up a tournament you between could. so many players. Yeah. You just took in turns. Great yeah. idea for multiplayer. We had that on the Works PC oh. in 1995. Sharaban. Tom, you've got to say his name. That's we can't bring him out. He's had too many Sharaban. Oh, right. Well, he's, he's got a collection of Mickey games. That'll do it. Uh, Mickey Games is obviously a translation in French for Street Racer. Oh, Rascal Life. The picture I'm saying, oh, click on this thing, click <laughs> on this thing, then scroll down, then click right, look down and follow. He's in Stingray's boot. He's picked up a Sega Game Gear. That picture, Your favourite handheld? Is, uh, yeah, I'm going to chuck myself out there. It's, yeah, might as well be. A uh, picture looks like the Sunset Road picture that uh, Ode, Adam the Artist did for us. The Photo Mode 16. Not heard from you for a while, but they've had a, a nice Sega bundle here, Tom. Yeah. Wipeout. Sega Saturn controller. Virtual Fighter button. and Tomb Raider, the last revelation. Yeah. The last good game. Radbash Gaming. He's got himself a... Uh, Over a thousand games, a complete encyclopedia of games. Yeah. He's got himself uh, a lanyard as well. Is that Dragon Ball? Looks to be. Yeah, uh, and a Grave of Fireflies. Uh, I think that's an animated film, meant to be quite good. Nine Inch Nails um, and Asteroids. Here he is, Harvey Retro. Harvey Retro, just a slight delicate raise of the eyebrow, sir. But you're holding up a very, very that is a mint. Well, clean I won't say copy mint, but for the age of Paperboy. Uh, very cool, Harvey Retro. He's very cool, Tom. He's sub zero. He is. is. If I could, if my left toe was half as cool as Harvey Retro, that rhymed, didn't it? Uh, I would be nearly, well, I'll be as cool as I could ever wish to be, I think. Mm-hmm. Check his videos out. I will. Swear down? Yes. All right, then we'll carry on. Eslo uh, and Midna. Again, he's he's also took his life into his own hands. He's been and bought that third-rate game for the Game Boy Color as well, Astral Chain. Uh, he hates be, the Switch, but one he thing was I've a got Nintendo to say, Tommy, boy back in the day. Do you know how many different email accounts I had to sign up to to review bomb Astral Chain to the level it's been review bombed? <laughs> Look at his face. <laughs> he's deadly serious. Like, what did you do? What yes, you done? Right. Yeah. Sharaban, Sharaban, Sharaban got himself a collection of more hey, he did Disney Mickey. games. He had to do Donald. That'll do for him. Oh no. You can do the next one. The Barber Who Games. Don't know why you're reversed to this, but we've got here Mist on the PlayStation 2. I just clicked back on my phone and I can't. Oh, go on I boot. see. You've had a you've had an issue. Jake Coon 2, a game I've recently picked up as well. Uh got the original and the second one I stumbled across for a an absolute steal. So I thought, is that his games collection there on the right? The Barbara Games. He teases us with these little Easter eggs, doesn't he? Anyway, yeah. back to the main story. He's picked up some Lynx games. Fair play. Uh, might have been back off my history of handhelding. Doubtful, but you never know. The one-man show. 
Sims um, 2. Yeah. Is that the full turn of the wheel? It is. We've started, so we'll finish. That's uh, us back to the start. Yeah, because that was young Digby's post of his Minecraft figures that he sent to the uh, show's email address because Tom is too young to have social media, but he's a fan of the show. Yeah, we don't want social media at a young age. It's not good. Finster Gamer here, uh, just as an aside, mentions the uh, describing our show to a friend of his to try and urge <laughs> them to listen to it. He describes back to me it was like describing a crazy cre- cheese dream I'd had. <laughs> that's going on the blu-ray of the show when it gets yep. uh, when it limps out tom if we've done listeners stingray that's all the dips in the boot for our listeners stingray don't forget to hashtag stingray's boot your emails out for, email us for your pickups to be read out tom just and to as, remind as we find once people get hooked on stingray's boot they start looking ah oh, i might be brave and comment on the feature always a good business proposition to give someone something for free tom get them hooked and then whack them straight in the in the arm Mm-hmm. How would they uh, just run that one by me again? How do they get in contact with the show? Let's just say I've reread the listener's Stingray outro twice and they're like, what moron? I better send him something to tell him. Yeah, well, obviously, if you're on Instagram, you can direct messages or comment on the current post of the time uh, for the for the week's coming feature. Or you can reach us at uh, questions at unofficial control. I don't, I don't think enough time was spent on your outfit today. You're wearing a black crop top and what can only be described as PE teacher shorts. The ones that are so <laughs> short that you show everyone your flesh-coloured eggs. <laughs> and I'm getting a view here that looks like three eggs in a nest. It's an interesting experience and uh, one I don't wish to relive. <laughs> Quite an interesting... It's the heat, Tom, obviously, and the alcohol it's got to you, has it? Yeah. Right, OK. And the head crowd scared me with that gun, so... This is how... Uh, I'm not even going to go there. It's time for a peek in what we affectionately call Stingray's boot. What's nestled between some counterfeit nappies and a dodgy copy of Battle for Endor this week? These are the new release highlights for the week September 2nd to September 8th, 2019. Listeners, these are out digital or physical, or will be by the time this podcast is in your feed, but could be region-dependent. Now, last week we had to, under the cover of Darkness, Tom, usher Stingray up. You were going to walk down there, but as you know, we ain't got the sound effect for that, so that's a Big no-no, line drawn. Ponsobroy, thumb straight down, he wasn't happy. But we've spoken to Ponsobroy, we've told him how it's a very important part of the show and how the listeners like it, so we can bring him up. And here he comes, listeners, speeding up the driveway. That sound effect, it never changes, but subtly it's different every time. Or is it? Listen to all 22 episodes and tell me. He's out, Tom. The boot's popped. He looks crikey. There's a bootload here. He is. He's looking well. Business is booming. Business is booming. And he's business on. He must have just done a re- reasonably good business deal, Tom, because they look like Embassy Number One's, not Lambert's, he's drawing on. Ah. Mm. Business is good. First up, we've got Catherine, full body on the PS4, out September 3rd. Uh, richer, more rounded, increasingly complex, a captivating tale of 2011's award-winning Catherine. Is that how, when that came out? Hmm. I didn't realise it that old. Finger uh, on Cath- the pulse. As always, Catherine returns in Catherine Full Body. Uh, indecisive protagonist Vincent has been with his long-time girlfriend Catherine for five years, but instead of taking the next step into marriage, Vincent finds himself in an affair with the provocative blonde bombshell Catherine. 
You With could, a C. This sounds like a night down the wagon. Um, thrown into discord by his own infidelity, finds solace in the innocent Rin, further complicating matters. Adding to Vincent's dilemma, he begins having nightmares that force him to climb for his life. Will he survive the trials and tribulations of love or fall for fall to temptations? New I- Father Tom, I'm sure some of that story beats charms with you. Yes. <laughs> Backed with improved visuals and gameplay, brand new music, enhanced multiplayer options, and much more per se. Per se or so. There's a man who answers questions experience. without actually listening to the uh, to the question. Yes. Next up, Children of Mortar PC, September third. Children of Mortar, a story-driven action RPG game about an extraordinary family of heroes, lead the Bergersons and with their flaws and virtues against the forthcoming corruption. Will you be able to sacrifice everything to save the ones you care for? That's a very grey, by-numbers uh, description of a video game, Tom. <laughs> Final have... Fantasy VIII Remastered. Oh, are you having this? Yeah. Hmm. It's not your mummy mummy, is it? No. No. Uh, yeah, so Final Fantasy VIII Remastered. PC, PS4, Xbox, Switch. It's all close. September 3rd. Uh, the mega-hit RPG Final Fantasy... Five, six, seven, eight returns. <laughs> <laughs> this new version features new graphical enhancements <laughs> and a whole host of options to customize your gameplay experience. I just had to count there because I couldn't. <sighs> I forgot all about like the titles at the top. What we got next? Somewhere in the village of the Farmerton, Tom. They're missing an idiot and an abacus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Both inconspicuously missing at the same time. <laughs> Somehow he's never around when the podcast gets recorded. Uh, Last Oasis, <laughs> PC, September third. Keep moving. The world is dying in this nomadic survival MMO. Build walking bases and travel to new lands. Create clans and fight for territory. Resources deplete fast. So take your sword and scavenge, pirate and trade to stay alive. That's like a, a Mortal Engines. Uh... Oh, have you watched that? Yeah, it's quite good. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Hmm. Peter Jackson. Uh, next up, Phoenix Point PC, Xbox out September third. Phoenix Point is a new strategy game from the creator of the original XCOM series. Ooh. Features turn-based tactics and world-based strategy in a fight against terrifying alien menace. Your enemy will mutate and evolve in response to your tactics, creating a huge variety of challenges and surprises for your on on the battlefield. Wow. Okay. Next up, what's your mummy mummy? If you picked it. Yep. Does it give me the G? Yep. Mmm. Well, if you pick that, Tom, I will absolutely roast you alive. Go for it. That's fine. What we got? Spyro. Spyro Reignited Trilogy, PC and Switch. It's uh, was an exclusive on the PS4 at that rate for a while on Xbox, mm. wasn't it? But September third, same sick burns, same smouldering attitude. Now all scaled up in stunning HD. Spyro is back in the Spyro Reignited Trilogy. Rekindled the fire with remastered versions of the original three games Spyro the Dragon, Spyro 2 Ripto's Rage, and Spyro Year of the Dragon. I um, I score bombed it on PS4, and that's why it's come to Switch. Yeah, I could believe that if I knew that you could actually sign up to an email account. <laughs> I'll Can't probably, be traced if I'll you've got no you email. I'll look you all angry, ready to bop you on the nose. Yeah, cannot be traced with no email address. Much like the Stingray. Yes, uh, he taught me well. Warsaw, PC, September 4th. Warsaw is a challenging WW2 turn-based tactical RPG taking place that in a Warsaw. That stands for World War II. World, 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 
one one. World War Two. World War Two. World War Two. In a war-torn city and sporting beautiful. The hand sequel to graphics. the first one. You know, it's like it's like yeah. the Empire Strikes Backs of Wars. That one is. Yeah. <laughs> Lead a small, dedicated outfit of civilians and soldiers with unique skills in their fight to take back the city, besieged by occupying forces. Oh, I'm not actually seeing that. It sounds intriguing. It does yeah? I had a quick look at it with uh, James, the work experience boy, putting the show together. Yeah, yeah. piqued my interest for sure. Cool. Um, WRC eight PC, PS4, and Xbox, September fifth. Uh, would that the, be World Rally Championship? I, know, I think it would be. Yeah. The official World Rally Championship simulation has been uh, this has never been this authentic. New off-road physics and all-road services, completely redesigned career mode, dynamic weather, 50 teams, 14 countries, 100 plus stages, weekly challenges and the esports mode. Aim for the top in the most expensive World Rally ex- most intense, not the most expensive, the most intense World Rally Championship experience. I think it's hard for rally games sometimes because I myself like to get a title where I can do all different types of like rally, uh, NASCAR, F1, city racing, all, all those sorts of things. But um, where's my phone? Because I need evidence for this next. I need to make sure I've got evidence with me okay. for the next one. Yeah, uh, Creature in the Well is next up. PC, Xbox, and Switch, September sixth. Unlock the power of an ancient facility and face the ominous, all-seeing creature in this unique pinball-inspired hack and slash. And it's it's strange, you mummy, mummy. This is your mummy, mummy, is it? It Tom? is, but you can call me out. But I've got an answer for you. Gears Five, Xbox Games Pass, and retail editions available. September sixth, the world is crumbling. The swarm has corrupted the coalition's robot army and is descending upon human cities. With danger closing in, Kate Diaz breaks away to uncover her connection to the enemy and discovers a true danger to Sarah. Herself. Sarah. Sarah. What makes you pick that? Um, I'm curious to see where the story goes now, because I've played all four. So, yes. Shall we move on? You see, yeah, we probably should. It's okay, because I'm not actually going to be buying it. I'm going to be watching a stream of it. Because I don't own an Xbox, but I really want to know what happens. So. All right. Okay. Yeah, I'm like renting but not paying for it. I'm sure I said to you that we might need to do a Gears Five special, and you said to me, "Dead game." Yeah, I don't. I don't feel it's got the weight of Didn't the. You? Didn't you? I did say that. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Deny. I'm excited for Gears Five. That's why I chose it as my mummy, mummy. Now I've got deferred to one of these second rate hipster. Uh, what you got? Like you were all over this. I thought you'd be on for this. This next one. Yeah. I'm bored of this game now. Oh. I think the next one's probably going to be my mummy mummy. So I'll read this one out. Monster Hunter World. Uh, and this is going to give you time to buy yourself some time to think of a classic that we can take home. Mm-hmm. Monster Hunter Ice... Let me start again. Let's give this the respect. <laughs> no, 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 no. Face forward. It's an exam. <laughs> Got to come up with a film on your own. Monster Hunter World Iceborne DLC. Don't hold it too near the mic. Oh, great. Monsanto World Iceborne DLC PS4 and Xbox September 6th. A diverse locale. Rich with endemic life, numerous monsters that prowl each other and get into turf wars. A new hunting experience, making use of the densely packed environment. Monsanto World, the game that brought you a new style of hunting game, is about to get even bigger with a massive Hunter World Iceborne expansion. Tom... I'm looking to you for a CBBC classic, no doubt. 
and I've got one for you. Huxley Pig, the stop-motion animation story about a pig and his pet seagull. Tom, it, it seems to me that your that, knowledge of things to watch starts when you were three and ends when you were six. <laughs> Every well, single no, time we've done no. Stingray's boot, you've pulled out Moondial, Narnia, Huxley Pig, and Hook. Hmm. I don't watch movies. No. <laughs> Obviously not. I do. Um, is, is that your mummy, mummy? Yeah, and the reason being, we'll tie this into the Stingray about his his real life counterpart. When he did Ewoks Battle for Endor, the copy of it for us, my dad thought it'd be a great idea just to like bulk up the tape with some children's classics. So on there we had Bangers and Mash, story about two chimpanzees who <laughs> like. Which was actually written and I think made by uh, one of my dad's old school teachers, uh, which we'll look into. And uh, Huxley Pig was on there as well. And I think possibly an episode of The Raccoons. That was... It was was like a a child uh, CBBC variety tape slash... That cartoon was as good as its theme tune and no more. (laughs) You watch it, you're like, yeah, the raccoons. And it started, and it was like a really drawn-out story about Cyril Sneer's son learning a very harsh lesson about life. And then it finished. Mm. You can run with us. We got everything you need. Hey, before we get copyright struck, Tom, here's yep. my mummy, mummy. Fan of the American sports, as always. Stand back while I slam dunk NBA K... NBA... Do you know, that would have been so awesome if I'd nailed it without falling over. I went for the I went for the slam dunk and I fell over my own trainers. <laughs> NBA 2K20. Shoelaces tied together. Should have known, shouldn't I? Checked. Yeah, while, I was, while I was talking about Huxley Pig and ripping the mickey out of you, you were tying my shoelaces yeah. together. NBA, NBA K for the third time, 2K20. Unfortunately, it's not advanced the years. PC, PS4, Xbox and Switch September 6th. 2K continues to redefine what's possible in sports gaming with NBA K NBA 2K20 featuring best in class. I think controls. all the twos like Cyberpunk 20. Can't say that either. Yeah, uh, that Not game by the people who made The Witcher 3. Groundbreaking <laughs> game modes and unparalleled player control and customization. I've killed it. Mummy's not going to let me take it anyway because you've gone all out on Huxley Pig. Tom, <laughs> what are you hoping to play? Um, obviously play more of Astral Chain. Uh, I'd like to try and dedicate some more time to Fire Emblem as well, but trying to play the two, Astral Chain's just a better game at the minute. Fire Emblem's really good. It's got a great story. And it is the easy one to play in handheld because it's just pick up, do a bit of the turn-based gameplay. And... It's fallen, hasn't it? Mm. It's just fallen down for me a little bit. But two solid titles in the past sort of month and a half from Nintendo. Good going. Uh, don't forget to check out the Nintendo Direct tomorrow if you're a fan. Um, if they're going to check out anything, Tom, is that our, our, our iTunes podcast page where they should press like? Well, they'll listen to that within the hour of it being out there. I'm thinking that they might go to the page and click five stars. Yeah. Make sure they're subscribed. Leave a review. Take the time to put finger to screen, type a little review. Great show. That'll do. We don't want Copy much. and paste the link to all your friends. All of them. All of them, even if they don't like gaming. Got an old family relative that may not be as fully clued up upstairs as they used to be. Get their device, sign into podcasts, subscribe. This is how we get into the top ten. Mute notifications, put it back in a handbag. 
It's the equivalent of playing Avatar or King Kong and getting the thousand gamer score. It's sneaky, but it works. It'll do. It'll, It'll do. do. And with um, that, the unofficial <coughs> controller army going to mount another commando raid for us on the top ten. They will. And being as that is the case, I think we need to reward them a little bit. So the listeners, oh, uh, the listeners, no, don't worry. I'm not making promises we can't keep again. I, I guarantee you're about to. Don't you worry. We've talked. We've discussed this. We we'll discussed this one. I actually talked it through with you. You so, weren't sober. We, no, this no, this is on the phone. We have uh, listeners like the listener There's feedback. There's a guarantee of sobriety. <laughs> when we have a feature, yes, we have listeners' comments, yes. and we integrate them into the script. We decided we were going to do a prize every month for the best comment, which we did. We yeah. gave it to Odders. He's the current do, smoking sports again. champ. Yeah, we're going to do that again, but we're bringing you. Oh. An unofficial controller podcast loot box, or whatever you want to call it, treasure chest of goodies. The unofficial controller chest. Yeah. It's going to be a little box. Community chest. Probably the size of a shoe box. Community chest. Community, community chest. The Monopoly style. Yeah, that's what yeah. we'll call it. The unofficial okay. controller community, community chest. chest. Love it. We make the show up as we're on air. Blankety um, blank checkbook and pen. <laughs> Love it. Um, so we're going to fill that with some of uh, some retro goodies. Yeah, floor uh, sweepings please, from the bunker. Yeah, please don't be too harsh on us. We are a free podcast. We're just trying to reward some of the fans who really go out the way and and, and yeah. make sure the comments are good. Just well, one thing show we us your best work. One thing we never expected with this podcast was individuals reaching out. And I think that's the one thing we wanted when we asked each other, "What do you want?" I said loads of money, a flash lifestyle, and an A-list profile. You, just you, con- you said just a guy messaging saying, "I really like what you've done. That's Thanks it. for cheering up my day." That is it. But the amount of people that have done that is great. Honestly, yeah. I can't say thank you enough. I can't. Yeah. Lord Ponsebury, he wants to see some traction for his book. But me and Tom, if we died now, we'd die happy chaps. Yeah. But we can do more, mm. and we can do better. So our award for you is the unofficial controller community chest. Mm, the mystery. And chest. I hope you reward us for tuning in next week, and by also... No, stop. Anything you want to ask me, Tom? I'm not going to end it there. I had it in the back. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> um, what are you going to be playing this week coming? Oh, I had to <laughs> slap the brakes on you. He's about to slip into the hatchery, little grease weasel. I'm hoping to play... Oh, it feels like deja vu, but I think I might... I'm halfway through Yakuza, so I might see if I can get that finished off. Uh, I've also picked up some interesting games recently that I want to tear into. Uh, retro Tat, PS3 Tat, you know, the sort of thing. Transformers War for Cybertron and Fall of Cybertron. And that, uh, not the Devastation game by Platinum Games, but I did pick up that Turtles game. I've only got one controller, though. I remember I was... hearing about when that was going to be made and who it was going to be made by. Obviously, I was a fan back then of Platinum. It looks I great. Like, I was like, this is like two of my favourite things coming together. And it I... got, got panned a little bit, I think. Oh, right. Okay. I, remember. Well, I... I don't think it's deserving of it either. From everything I could see. see yeah, from and I've seen. been recommended by people that I trust who've told me about it. Who have liked it. Yeah, very Excellent. much. Good game. So I've picked mm. it up. I wanted to play through it co-op, 
which I think would be a better experience. Yeah. But when I went through my cupboard, I've only got one controller for the PS3 for some reason. So, I well, should... if you get another, as long as Bagsy are Raphael. No, 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 no. I don't need to buy you off because I've just remembered. I think you can use a PS4 controller on the PS3. Just don't have the rumble. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. Um, Always at the forefront of the gaming news, Tom. Mm. And I guess you can only be at the forefront for so long. So I PS4 guess... is backwards compatible, you know. <laughs> Sometimes the drink and the jaw just need to take a little bit of a break. That's all we have time for this week, listeners. Always thank you for your time, and we look forward to the pleasure of you speaking to you again next week. Until then, happy game. Remember, there's nothing wrong being given the unofficial controller. It's what you do with it that counts. See you, Tom.